In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ever since I was a boy, growing up in this diocese, the Diocese of Florida, I was taught that our Anglican, our Episcopal faith was like a three-legged stool, each of the three legs being necessary to support the stool, to, to keep it from toppling over if someone was seated upon it. And the first leg of, of this stool was, of course, Scripture. The Old and the New Testaments, the, the Jewish Scripture and the Christian Scripture. A story of God's love from the time of creation through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ on that first, Christ, uh, first Easter morning and through the early work of the church. Scripture. The second leg of that stool was tradition, I was told. Tradition, that which was handed down to us. The embodiment, if you will, of the Christian experience stretching over 21 centuries. Including our worship style. The vestments we wear. Our creeds, our, our prayer book. And even the sacraments. As Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks, so do we. As the early Christians welcomed new converts to the faith and baptized them, so do we, which we will do this morning at the later service. Tradition, the second leg. And the third leg of that stool was reason. Allowing us to make decisions about how to use scripture, about how to use our tradition, and how to apply them to our daily lives as we seek to discern and do God's will. Reason. Scripture, tradition, and reason. And my job this morning is to bring the scripture readings that we've just heard along with our many traditions, including the celebration of All Saints Day, to bring those two into focus so that your God-given reason takes over and leads you to the discerning and the doing of God's will. Now, All Saints Day is among the earliest of Christian observances, of Christian feasts. It's one of seven principal feasts right along with Easter and Christmas. It's one of four preferred days upon which to baptize new converts and, and children. It was first 
celebrated by Ephraim, a monk, a Christian monk, in, in the early days, 359 A.D., when he wrote a hymn honoring the saints. The Feast of the Martyrs was first celebrated in the year 411 in Syria by Syrian Christians. Pope Boniface dedicated the day to all saints in the year 1610, and Martin Luther, on the eve of All Saints Day, nailed his demands to the castle church wall in the year 1517. So what is a saint? The Old and New Testament loosely refer to the people of God as saints. Holy people made holy by God. The early church was preserved, sustained, and prospered by the work of these early Christians who gave their all, sometimes including their lives, for the church for their faith, for God. The blood of the martyrs was, the blood of the martyrs watered the seeds of the early church. The saints were those who lived in hope when all seemed hopeless. Those who were poor, those who were hungry, those who suffered, those who wept, those who were reviled and hated for his name, for Jesus' name. Those that yearned for God's new creation to be ever-present. These, these are the saints of God. Now saints down through the ages have, have come to represent the best of mankind if you will, models that God has given us, models upon which to fashion our own lives. <clears throat> examples of faithfulness, examples of obedience, examples of dedication and perseverance. And just as all of this beautiful creation that we see as we come down here to the riverbank, just as all creation witnesses to God, so do the saints witness to the ever-faithful power of God's love and God's grace. Simply put, saints are people who make it easier for others to believe in God. So just how do we emulate the saints? How do we become like them? Well, we do just as Jesus instructed us. Just as the gospel reading from the Sermon on the Plain tells us, we are to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us, to bless those who curse us, to pray for those who abuse us, to turn the other cheek, and to give the very shirts on our backs if necessary. Do to others 
as we would have them do to us. Not so easy. Not easy at all. But, but, don't forget that God places people in our lives. God places people in our lives that have heart. People that build up love, that build up peace, and build up unity. God places people in our lives that stand up for the poor, that hunger and thirst for justice, God's justice. A justice that includes all people as beneficiaries of God's creation, excluding no one. God places people in our lives. God places people in our lives that carry the suffering and pain of the world in their hearts. People who think of others instead of themselves. My brothers and sisters, Jesus does not want us to focus on ourselves. He doesn't want us to revel in the acclaim of the world or, or to trust ourselves or our own successes or to trust the world. He gives us people that help us trust in him, God Almighty. Now, as we come to church each Sunday and we listen to the lessons that are read to us, as we go home and we open our own Bibles and we read, we hear God consistently and repeatedly telling us some simple things. I'll give you a few examples. The prophet Isaiah, speaking on behalf of God, talks about bringing good news to the poor, about binding up the brokenhearted, of freedom and release from darkness. He speaks of comfort to those that mourn and proclaims the year of our Lord. The prophet Amos, also speaking on behalf of God, calls for letting justice roll down like mighty waters. Again, God's justice, inclusive of everyone. The prophet Ezekiel, again, speaking on behalf of God, talks about oppressing no one, of giving bread to the hungry and clothing the naked with a garment. The prophets Micah, Jeremiah, Zephaniah, Malachi, as well as the Psalms and the Proverbs all speak to God's ever-faithful love of his people. In our psalm today, the psalmist, might very well have been David, reminds us that the Lord takes pleasure in his people and adorns the poor with victory. You notice the theme there. Mary, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus, sings about God in the Gospel of Luke, about scattering those who are proud, about bringing down the rulers from their thrones, lifting up the humble. 
filling the hungry with good things and sending away the rich empty and extending mercy to all of those who love and fear God. Jesus himself in all four Gospels tells us time and time again about God's priorities. And they're no different, my brothers and sisters, than what I've already relayed to you. But they tell of God's love for us and his preceding grace. We need to ask ourselves, after reading and hearing God's word and reviewing our traditions, we have to ask ourselves, what is it about our right relationship with God that we don't understand? Love God. Love your neighbor. Our prayer book tradition tells us, we just heard a few minutes ago, about the summary of the law. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And in conclusion, it says, on these two commandments, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If you love God and you love your neighbor, you have automatically met all of God's requirements. They're included in those two things. Now we're here today to remember those who did just what Jesus had called us to do. We're here to remember the saints, to remember those and to honor those who made it easier for others to believe in God. Those who by scripture, tradition, and rational understanding are indeed saints of God. We're here to honor those who when Jesus said, and I don't know if you caught this in the, in the gospel reading this morning. Jesus said, I say to you who listen, I say to you who listen, my brothers and sisters, the saints listened. They did indeed listen. Let us listen. Let us listen to our Lord and our God and to be not only hearers of his word, but doers as well to actively seek to bring his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. In our lives, let us sing a song of the saints of God, patient, brave, and true, who toiled and fought and lived and died for a Lord that they loved and knew. Let us remember that the saints of God are just plain folk like me and you. Let us go forth from this place today. Let our lives sing a new song, just as our song suggests. Sing a new song of accomplishing God's will in the world, seeking ways to recognize the hope 
to which we are called in Christ Jesus. Endeavoring through our lives and our love to make it easier for others to see. Easier for others to see and believe in God. You see, the saints of God, after all, are just plain folk who day in and day out love God and love their neighbor. My brothers and sisters, we, you and I, if we day in and day out love God and love our neighbor, we can be saints too. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.